On the lounge. I'm Margo. And I'm Jess. And this is our podcast. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Hey Jess, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram at Ladies on the Lounge. Give us a follow. And some likes, because we want to be Insta famous. Yes! Hey Jess. Hey Margo. What's going on? Not much. Sunday afternoon. Yes. Ah, it's Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. The only Valentine's I've had is from Team Snapchat so far. Ah. I didn't even look at Snapchat today. Mm, they'll send you a Valentine's Day Snapchat. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it can be Galentine's Day. Yeah. We're together. We've got our water and our Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Living Let's celebrate. Large, yes. Chink, chink. Chink. Mm. Well, let me tell you, I have started. I'm on my good health journey. <laughs> Oh, okay. I I showed this to you like last week. So I bought collagen powder, which is like the new in thing. Because I was going to like start taking supplements like for my nails and hair because as I've gotten older, my hair is getting thinner. Mm. Like I have pretty thick hair, but like it was way thicker when I was younger. So I was like, and my nails are like, you know, real soft. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I started looking into collagen and I was like, oh yeah, this is good because it's also good for your joints. It's good for your gut health. So it's quite expensive, but I bought some. And, like, so collagen is, like, it's, like, from cows. Mm. So it's, like, bovine. I don't know what exactly it is, but they, like, get it out of, like, I guess the meat. (laughs) Ew, or the bones? The bones. So I think it's, like, gelatin. So it's, like, it's from the fat and the bone marrow, maybe. Ew. Whatever. Anyway, so you've got to, like, so I've got the powder, and you've got to mix it. It doesn't mix well with cold liquids, so you have to mix it with warm so I've been doing which is another thing I've been like seeing is like a big trend doing the lemon water Mm. it's like a big thing so like I like boil the kettle mix my collagen and then I put like squeezed a quarter of a lemon chuck the whole lemon rind in Mm -hmm. and then I've drunk that like yesterday and today and let me tell you like I'm so stupid like it's pro like collagen is like a protein powder you're so full for hours afterwards yeah so like if you have it in the morning it keeps you full till lunchtime. Well, that's why, like, even with lemon water is meant to do that for you as well. Maybe, yeah. But, I see, I don't know how much lemon you're meant to put in that lemon water for the lemon to be, like, helping you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think a quarter lemon is, like, enough. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But I don't know. Lemons are so expensive. I don't want to be, like, squeezing a whole lemon in because lemons mm. are, like, $2 right now. Do the lemon juice. Oh, the lemon juice from, no. Ugh. I've used that, like, a few times before and it's so gross. It's very tart. It's but it's, like, so watery, too. Like, there's, I don't know, there's no full-body flavor of a real squeezed lemon. Well, buy your expensive lemons. What's that I'm doing? I'm buying my expensive lemons. So, um, yeah, so I've started that. And uh, when I go home from here, I'm going to make a huge batch of vegetable soup to have at lunch. See, I can put it in my soup, too. So at work, I could have it for my lunch. And then that'll sustain me till dinner because I get really hungry, like, you know, like the 3 o'clock, 3.30? Oh, I get so hungry. I can't wait for it to cool down and have soups again. Mm. Well, my workplace, I mean, like, we're in aircon. Like, my yeah. workplace is so cool. Mine's not. Mine's, Mine's like, fine. Oh, because you, oh, you're right near a window. Yeah. you got, got big, big windows. windows. Now, we're, like, in the dungeon at the back of the, the office building. No, so we've got plenty of light. We heat up. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm 
Good. I'm like, try and lose. My goal is 10 kilos in three months. So. Doable. Doable, because they say that's 12 weeks. So they say like a kilo a week is like, okay. Small goals. Small goals. So with my collagen, for my better gut health and skin, and um, if my skin is not glowing by the end of this three months, I'm going to be like so annoyed. You know what I've seen a lot just like today and today and yesterday? You know, apple cider vinegar is meant to be good for losing oh, muscle in it, mm-hmm. and how it tastes like absolute shit. Of course, yes. They've made it into little goji gummies. Oh, well, you vitamins. know what? I have bought the apple cider vinegar in a pill form, but when you open the pill packet, it reeks of vinegar. Yeah, they've made it into little gummies that actually taste nice. Ah. So I was like, mm. okay. I'm going to try that. Because that's meant to be, again, very good for like losing weight, good for your skin, good for everything else as well. Yeah. I've seen them, like, literally just started seeing... What flavour is it? Because unless it's, like... I, I the gummies are red. Oh, uh, well, then that's not for me. I can't do a raspberry or a strawberry. Oh, God. I, in lollies, I will only eat citrus flavours. Lime, lemon, orange. I don't mess with any other flavours. Really? Yes. Is it the same with Super Duper flavours? Of course. I also eat the cola. Yes. Cola, orange, lime. You don't eat doing even the purple ones? Purple? Ew, grape. Yeah, yum. Mm-mm. Oh, Uh-oh. you're missing out. I do not like, well. Well, more no. apple cider vinegar gummies for me and less for you. Yeah. I'm going to try them once this baby's out. Unless they, like, can bring them out in the orange flavor or a lemon <laughs> flavor, I won't be trying them. <laughs> On my health journey, uh, come aboard when you get those gummies. Yeah, well. But the, let me just say the collagen powder, ooh, I think it was like $65. And if you take it every day, that's only a month. Mm. That's quite expensive. Yeah. But I guess $65 isn't that much if you want to, like, lose weight and it helps you and it's, like, good for your health. You'd pay the same if you – you'd probably pay more if you're doing shakes and stuff. Of course, yeah. And then um, I um, – what was I going to say? And then, like, I mean, I spend, like, 30 or $40 a month on um, – what do you call it? Like, glucosamine and vitamin D and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if I just think of it as, like, a normal supplement, then, yeah, it, yeah it's all right. Okay. Let's get into the gossip. Yeah, go. Okay. I'm very excited about this. Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt are teaming up to do their first ever movie together. Really? They've never movie together? They've never movie together. Mm-hmm. So that should be exciting. I don't want it to be a romantic movie. I think no. it should be like some gritty drama or something. Well, I don't think either of them really don't do rom-coms anymore. No. Well, they're old. Yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock, even though she looks stunning, like she has done... Botox or filler, whatever, well, she is like 55 or something now. Yeah, she looks good. She looks really good. Must be those German genes. Mm. But I'm excited for that. I really haven't read into it, so I don't know what it is, but I'll watch it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What about Will and Kate, Prince William, Kate Middleton, trying for baby number four? Really? I'm so excited for them because, number one, they have super cute kids. They do. I thought they were done with three. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's into it. It could be just, like, a nothing rumor. Yeah, I don't believe that. But I think if I was in there, if I was a rich person with a partner, with nannies, with help, I would have five, six kids. Yeah. I would love to have that many kids. But she's also, she struggles really bad with their pregnancies. Oh, I know. She has, what is it? Hyperemesis from like five, six weeks and she's hospitalized. She's been hospitalized all three times. I know. I know, but, you know, princesses can't really use surrogates. No. 
Well, it could, but it's not allowed, really. Mm. But um, well, I'm excited for them. I hope they do. I don't reckon they will. Mm. Their kids are so cute. Their kids are really cute. That little George. Uh, little and, little and, little and sassy cute. Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, she's so full of sass. She's Love that punk. Love her. Okay. Believe it when I see it, but I don't think they will. Okay. And they're quite, I mean, like, Kate would be in her mm. mid, uh, not mid 40s, like, she'd be in her early 40s now, right? Because they're older than us. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. She'd be at least late, late 30s. I think a bit older because I'm 30. I'm wait, am I 37 this year? I'm 37 this year, so they've got to be, she's got to be at least 41, 42. Because I think, like, the age gap between William and Harry is the same as me and my brother. And my brother's 41 this year. She's 39. Oh, was that? So maybe she was a little bit younger than Will. She turned 39 on January 9th. Oh, and find out how old Will is. He's got to be 40, 41. 38. What? So they're the same year at school. Oh. The same year at college. She's Does, turning 39 oh, in maybe June. maybe Harry's younger than me. Maybe he's a year younger than me. I thought he was my age. Yeah, because I think Harry's a year older than me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Harry's 36. So in the new Sex and the City revival, mm. it's been said that they're not going to, like, be all dramatic with Samantha's exit. Yeah, they're basically just going to say that she's just, oh, they've grown apart, they're not friends anymore. And I love that. Do you like that? Or would you prefer yeah. if she died of cancer? No, I wouldn't want her to die. But, like, you know, maybe she moved to, like, Europe or something for, I don't know, like... No, I I like that the friendship ended. Because, like, the other three... I don't know what happened. Well, we'll find out, probably. No, I don't reckon they will. I reckon they'll brush over it. They'll make, like, a one-line mention of, oh, no, Samantha, we're not friends with her anymore. And that'll be it. But I've had, like... Like, I've had, like, two intense female friendships that lasted, like, one lasted maybe 12 years and it ended. You know, you you get into your mid-30s, well, I got into my early 30s and you just grow apart from some people. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But not in a movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, they can't, like, have her there, like, hologram Samantha. Like, she's not going to act in it. Yeah. I suppose it's real life, but I just don't. Like I think it. it would be more disappointing in the story if they pretended she was like in Paris and you never saw her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for it to come out. I still can't wait for it to come out. I just yeah. hope it doesn't suck. Like mm. the second movie. Even the first movie wasn't the best, but the second one sucks so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the second one was the worst. It's horrible. <laughs> okay. Oh, have you heard this? Charisma Carpenter, who's okay. Ugh, I hate how you say this. That's so like really to me. Like, yeah? okay, from that from the TV show Buffy. Ah, uh, she was like, um, what was her name? Cordelia, I think. I was too young for Buffy. Remember? Well, I didn't watch it because I didn't like it. But she has come out with abuse allegations against the series director okay. and I think creator Joss Whedon. Now, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, shit, because I was confusing him with Will Whedon, because <laughs> Will Whedon's, like, the guy that, like, he's on the Big Bang, and, yeah. like, he's some big sci-fi, like, yeah. Yeah. guy. I don't know. Like, what was he? Was he, like, in some show when he was a kid? Yeah, like, Star Trek or something. Yeah, something. Well, so I was like, Will Whedon, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you abuse these ladies from Buffy? And I was like, oh, 
Royal Whedon and seriously so all weekend I've been thinking well Whedon's done all this stuff but then I realised I twigged as I was driving here oh Joss Whedon that's a different guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally different person so Charisma Carpenter was um, so she was on Buffy for three seasons and then she went off to Angel the um, the spin off -off, and she was on that and I think Joss Whedon also directed that yeah so she said that um, he was constantly harassing her and like threatening her with being fired. And when she became pregnant, uh, he, uh, he told her that she was fat and like all this sort of stuff. And, um, she, they were working like, you know, TV, some TV shows like that. They work like 12, 13 hour days. Yeah. And so she got a note from her doctor that she couldn't work past a certain time. And in retaliation, um, Joss Whedon started making her call times 1am in the morning, like, the beginning mm. of her day was 1am. Like, he was, like, in that job. And then, so, all the girls from the Buffy. series, Buffy, like, Sarah Jessica, oh, not Sarah Jessica, Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm. and, like, that little sister one, I don't know her name because I never watched it, and, like, Eliza Dushku, they all come out in solidarity with her and said that they saw it happening and that it happened to them. But Basically, Chris- like, he was an asshole. He was an asshole. And it seems like Charisma Carpenter really bore the brunt of it. Mm. So he was just, like, real awful to her. And I just think, I just, every time this stuff comes out, I just think men who treated women poorly in the past, you should be shitting your pants. Yeah, so, yeah it's all, the karma's all going to come back around to you now. That's right. Your time is coming. It may not be this year, but it'll be soon. Yeah. Like these pieces. Especially in that industry. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's finally waking up. But it's, like, the same with all that... Free Britney stuff and stuff that's come out. Since mm-hmm. the, when are we going to get that documentary, by the way? I want it. Oh, I want it so bad. Like, because I, I was reading all about it this weekend, and why we don't have it, I don't know. Like, you'd think at least Binge would get it. Yeah, I looked for it. <gasps> but I don't know when it's going to come out here. Like, people haven't even, like, been putting clip, posting clips on YouTube. No, I've seen like, nothing, really. Nothing. So I watched the trailer. I've been reading articles. I've been watching like um, E News and those sort of places. Like comment um, comment on it, and I cannot believe that. See, okay. Just last week, I talked about how much I hate Justin Timberlake. Mm. I've hated Justin Timberlake since Janet Jackson. Yeah. So when he ripped off her like little booby cover, and all she had was that like metal nipple shield. It weren't that. He shouldn't have done it, hundred percent. But why did her like clothes rip like that? And why did she have a nipple sticker on if it wasn't? Oh you know no, I mean? this is okay. Like so, it would to me at the time, even at the time, it felt planned. Okay, yes. Let me tell you. So at the halftime show, Justin and Janet were doing a duet together. I don't know the story. Well, people may not. Where are they then? I don't know if they're a bit younger than us. Oh, no one's younger than so, us. So, uh, yeah. So the end of his line, like the last line of his song, was "Gonna have you naked by the end of this song." right Mm -hmm. and then he rips off her like bralette she's wearing and then all you see is a a boob pop out and then boob pop out and a nipple shield now they said it was only meant to rip off the top layer and you're meant to still see the bra no 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 i don't think so i think you were meant to see the whole boob with the nip but when it backlashed on them they like backlashed on her it backlashed on her and so i think they pretended that you weren't meant to see the whole breast you were just meant to see like the red bra but then Justin Timberlake fucking washed his hands of it and he let Janet take the brunt. Take the brunt. Like, it pretty much ruined her career. Yeah. 
But like he's like, oh, I didn't know it was meant to happen. What do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, you're the one who fucking ripped her like shirt, you dick. Yeah. Like you knew it was gonna happen, mm. and how dare you, as a white male of privilege, let her fall for that? Yeah, you should have like, stood up for her at the time. But again, this was like what two thousand. Yeah, two thousand something. Men never Early stood up. Was... Yeah, yeah. Men weren't. It wasn't the thing for men to stick up for women. But but it was kind of like it wasn't surprising at the time that she then bore all the brunt. Like, no. She was like, oh yeah, it was planned that way, and the media reacted a certain way, and I was like, yeah. meh. Well, but see, but remember at the time, little Kim had gone to the MTV Movie Awards with that. She had like a unitard on, like a one suit, and then she had her breast, one breast out with the nipple little cover. Like that wasn't a big deal. So why the fuck is it a big deal? I think it's because it was at the Super Bowl halftime show, and everyone was watching. Everyone was watching, and it's like on live free to air TV in America, and. You know, half all the little of, kids are watching. All the little kids are watching and half of America are conservative. Mm. So that's why it was a big deal. Yeah. But at the time, I washed my hands of Justin Timberlake. I was like, you are a bad dude. Mm. Because really, it's his lyric. He's the one who's pulling the clothes off. Like, it's 70% his fault. <laughs> yeah. He should have been backbashing it amongst the same. But, like, all of a sudden now he's coming out and apologizing? Like, you're, like, 15 years too late. Because, like, all the free Britney, like, fans have, like, this week since the documentary's been out, they are coming for him hardcore. It's like a, it's like, it took this documentary to come out to see, like, Britney's been struggling ever since, like, freaking 2007 when she had a mental breakdown. But I think when she had her mental breakdown, it was at the time not seen as something to be feel sorry for her for. It was seen as like salacious and like something like, ooh, that juicy gossip that everyone's gonna get and like everyone Googled those photos of her going nuts on the paparazzi with the, the umbrella. umbrella and the shaved head. And it was just like great gossip and so I think at the time it was normal and I think when you, they show everything back to back, like how she was treated as a child. When you condense it all and down can, and put it into today's how, culture and society. Yeah, you see how awful she was treated. Yeah. It doesn't age well, the way the media treated and her then as well. I did go back and I did watch that because they're also coming for Diane Sawyer, who yes. interviewed her. So I went and watched that interview and that was harsh. But at the time, those were the way journalists treated pop stars and yeah. actors. Push them. Push them. And like... When Diane Sawyer went like back. Like Larry King, all yeah. those ones, they pushed the buttons very similar to like Kim Kardashian in the early days yeah. like with a sex tape and stuff like Yeah. It was very. It was okay to shame people. Yeah. And to back them up into a corner in an interview to get a reaction out of them. You know, and the thing is, okay, Justin, you can have a song where you like say your girlfriend cheated on you. But the way he did it was having that Britney, like, doppelganger, like, walking through the video with him. Like, that's just, like, you know, but everyone felt bad for him. Oh, no, that poor Britney, she cheated on him. Like, and now we know that Justin Timberlake is also a cheater. Yeah. (laughs) With his, like, hands under the table. Yeah, that was so weird. So, yeah, so he made a statement saying um, he was sorry to Janet and Britney, and I'm like, bitch... Too little, too late. Yeah. And Jessica Biel has come out in support of her husband. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But, like, I'm sorry, Justin Timberlake. People have been, like, asking him to apologize to Janet for, like, years. Like, people, even back then, didn't think it was right that he was, like, taking no blame for it. Mm. People were calling him out in the media and all that sort of stuff. 
So I just think I think the Janet thing is worse than the Britney thing because you know they broke up they were like twenty you know you you're done when you're in a like relationship and it was an intense relationship because they were in the public eye yeah and like okay so he like made some dicky choice and told everyone in the world that his girlfriend cheated on him and you never know she might not have ever cheated on him or maybe he cheated on her too mm. so you never know no regardless but I just think Justin Timberlake he's cancelled <laughs> cancelled dead to me. Never haven't liked you for like at least fifteen years. Mm. So suck it, Justin. I'm sure he cares. What we think? Huh. Oh, speaking of Super Bowl halftime show, did you watch the weekend's performance? No, I watched none of it. Oh, stunning! I love the weekend though. I'm not fussed on him. Oh, I love. You see, I love a man who sings in a falsetto. Yeah, I'm very attracted to a high voice and a man the Bee Gees. <laughs> you know, like, I really liked um, Maroon 5 when he first came out, but now he's just, like, so oh, poppy man. and commercial. He's like, the Maroon 5 is, like, worse than Coldplay now. Oh, you know? I can't stand Maroon 5. I've never liked Maroon 5. Oh, I did the first album. No. But then I didn't like it afterwards. Set them on fire. I hate it. No. But, um, yeah, so, no, his show was amazing. Like, it was, like, I mean, he had so many performers with him. Everyone was black, so he had, like, at first it started with, like, he had an all-black chorus behind him, and they had this, like, I don't, the the sets on the Super Bowl halftime show, like, are so weird, and so he, like, would go into this sort of, like, uh, underground bit, and it was, like, all light installations with mirrors, and, like, then he had, then he had, like, his little bandage man, you know, he, like, came out with the bandages on his face, so then he had um, dancers that all had the bandages on their faces, and they were all dressed the same, so... Everyone was wearing black pants and a red jacket, but the weekend's red jacket was sparkly, so you could like discern him You're from like, other people. Yeah, and but then I also noticed, like, I looked close under the bandage faces; they were wearing face masks, so they were being like COVID safe. All the dancers, um, and I was like, "How awful to dance in a mask!" Yeah, but anyway, stifling. And so he had dancers, and then like, um, then he was going up and down the set. The set was huge; it was like on like big stairs, and then they did like this huge like sort of like on the grass on the field formation dance and it was just like there must have been like 120 maybe 150 dancers and I'm just like like the amount of time that goes into choreographing yeah. this stuff and I just loved it it was great I thought it was like really clever like even the cameraman they dressed the same so like you really couldn't like I mean you could sort of tell it was a cameraman but like you know it was I stand out yeah it was really like well done and you know I loved all these songs he did about five songs Love the weekend. Thought mm. it was great. Mm. Very into it. Exactly. You don't care. No. Next. Next. Okay, let's see. Ah. So little Northy West painted a Bob Ross painting and the internet called her a liar. Yes. <laughs> and Kim did not take kindly to that. No. Which is fair enough. Like, that Kim would be like, oi. Don't well, you come know for what? my kid. When when I saw it, I put like I was like going, did she like I was like, oh that's good, like, but would she have really painted it? And then like I was like, maybe she just painted like the purple flowers on top of this. Like I didn't like I wasn't But you gotta like that when you looked into it and looked at the story, this take like that painting took weeks. Yeah. So it's not like she painted it in one sitting. No. But I I mean I didn't dive deep enough into it. But then I was like, uh and then I but I 
I see, I don't get these people. Like, I wouldn't have, like, like questioned it enough to go and comment. No. North did not paint this. Yeah, like, gosh, Kim, such a lie as if your seven-year-old painted a perfect picture. But when you look at the, I mean, Bob Ross paintings, are, they're, they're not, like, great pieces of art. Like, they are simple. Yeah, they, and, he's I mean, got easy techniques to do. Yeah, just and, I mean, and Bob do Ross it. does it all in 20 minutes, you yeah, know? Yeah, So, like, yeah, I believe that Northwest, uh, an eight-year-old or nine-year-old could have done it over a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then someone had come out, like, the art teacher who's taught them. Yeah. Her daughter had come out saying she's been teaching kids this way for 20 years, like, uh, this took weeks. Oh, so it was, like, in an art class? Yeah. She, oh, see, I thought maybe Northy was watching YouTube. No, and no, no, she had, like, an art teacher. Like, they had, uh, we'd, like, tutored her and someone else, one of their other friends, painted, you know, her friend's daughter did the same thing. Oh, right, right. So they've gone to this art class for weeks and weeks, painting thing, and it's finally finished, and their parents are proud posting it. Yes, yes. And this art teacher who's been teaching kids this way and these techniques for 20-plus years, oh. like, you know, so it didn't take her 20 minutes like a Bob Ross episode. It took no. her a long, long time. Okay. So it took her, like, a couple of weeks of our, a few-hour classes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get it. Like, leave North alone. Yeah, poor Northie. I mean, these fucking internet trolls, I just don't get where you get the balls to say shit like this to people. No, and especially when you're going to attack someone like Kim Kardashian and to, and attack her kids. Yeah. Like, oi. No way. All right. Katy Perry was on Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch the interview. I got like two minutes in. She's so stupid. <laughs> I cannot watch her talk. She's just the worst. And, like, I just can't stand how she thinks she's funny. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she's hilarious. Huh? Oh, someone needs to tell that bitch, and I don't mean, like, internet troll. I mean, like, someone close to her, bitch, you ain't funny. Like, calm. She just feels so extra, like. She's extra, and uh, she's like a dork. She's a full dork. Hmm. Like, she needs to be wearing but braces not in a cool way. and glasses. Yeah, like, she's lame. She's, like, the queen of dad jokes. Yeah. You know? Like. But she looks stunning. I like that she's back to the black hair. I like her better with black yeah. hair. So I, I like, she looks cute. And I'm like happy for her and Daisy Bloom and Orlando Bloom. But like clearly Orlando Bloom loves a really, like Orlando Bloom must be really dumb. Because he likes a dumb lady. Yeah. Because I also Miranda watched. Oh, I also watched, I've been watching the British Vogue YouTube channel and watching what's the What's in My Bag episodes. Oh yeah. Oh, oh God. I watched the Miranda Kerr one last night. Fuck, she's a retard. Like, she is so stupid. So stupid. She's, like, got this, like, because, you know, she's got, like, her own, her own lines and stuff. She's all into the rose quartz. Mm. Like, she's got, like, um, rose quartz infused water, right? So it's a rose quartz bo- drink bottle. Yeah. And she goes, and so it appears the water with rose quartz, but the rose quartz is in the, in its own little dome. At like, the so bottom, yeah. You can bottom. buy those drink bottles. I've seen them from TK Maxx. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the, in her one, the rose quartz is covered by gl- another layer of glass. So no rose quartz is getting into your water, lady. And then, like, um, her uh, her oil for her eyes, like the rollerball is rose quartz. <laughs> like, she carries the rose quartz in her bag. Like, I love ro- rose quartz, too. Like, I have, like, a huge chunk of rose quartz yeah, in my room. same. I love it. It's pretty. But 
a bit overboard, Miranda Kerr. Carried in your handbag every time. And she's like, it has a banana because, you know, bananas are a great snack. And I'm like, shut the hell up. You're so stupid. Carry a banana. Who carries a banana in their handbag? It's going to get squished and make a freaking mess. And her handbag was this huge freaking, like, I think it was like Givenchy straw bag. Like, like, huge. Like, it was like a meter long. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, because I got three kids. Look at this kid's back. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Shia LaBeouf has entered rehab. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Well, I think it's because he's about to go to trial for his abusive, um, what was that girl? The Twigs? TK Maxx Twigs? (laughs) AKA Twigs? Huh? I don't remember her name. But that poor girl. Yes. That he dated and um, strangled and... Abused. So now he's going to... Rehab to yeah. kind of go, oh, look, he's mentally unstable. You can't. Yeah, because it looks good to the judge that he's taking account for his uh Yeah, behavior. but he was mentally unwell, so you can't charge him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, there's that. Oh, I've got eyelash in my eye. All right. Stop fussing with that eyelash in your eye and tell me all about Taylor Swift. Okay. Super exciting. Taylor Swift is re-recording her Fearless album. Yes. I was going to look into this more detail because at the time even it confused me. So, I know Scooter Braun stole all her music. Yeah, basically he owned all the masters. Yes. I don't understand how or why. Yeah. But for my very, very brief understanding is like a label company, like who distributes all your music, Mm -hmm. they don't actually own the music either. Mm -hmm. And like the artists, unless they have their own like recording label, they don't own the music either. So it's whoever they've recorded the music with. And that recording label then distributed to the record label, and yes. it kind of goes up from so there. The, well, the recording label sold it secretly to Scooter Braun. Yeah, so the recording label sold the masters to, and he Scooter Braun bought it. Yes, and out without being, off, yeah, but they didn't offer Taylor first. Whether or not that's true or not, I feel like Taylor would have been offered it. I don't know had that how much truth is in there, but anyway, Scooter Braun bought it, and whoever then owns the masters can distribute it to movies and re-releasing it onto commercials and stuff. Yes, like whatever, but that. It expired at the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. So I think she's able to access her masters again. Because she wasn't allowed to record. She wasn't able to perform without getting Scooter Braun's permission. But it was only for a music. few years. Because this only happened a couple of years ago. I think it was like five. I feel like it, at least five years. Okay. Because at the time. And then it was roughly around the same time where Taylor had a real issue with Spotify. Yeah. That she wasn't putting any of her music on Spotify because it was all sort of free and that the artists weren't getting enough money for it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. With Spotify now, they do get some money, but it's very, very minimal. Okay. Like, they get, like, you know, 0.001 cent a play kind of thing. Yeah, but, see, the thing is with Spotify, like, it's like when you buy one CD, no one ever knows how many times you play it. On Spotify, like, people like you, like, you'll play a Harry Styles song, like, on a repeat. bazillion times. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's making more money from that, I think, than uh, if Over you want to see it. Yes. Anyway, so Taylor's now re-releasing it, which I think is a really good idea because when she recorded it, she was 15, you know, no, she, when she wrote it and recorded it, she was, like, 16, 18. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, her teenage years, so then now she's redoing it again but putting her more mature sound on it. Yeah. So it's coming out on the 9th of April, the whole yes. album, and then she's releasing unreleased songs so it's like 26 songs oh yeah i saw her little instagram video where she yeah. said she's the songs she was maybe gonna put on the album but didn't make the cut she's recorded the all those and now they're coming on yeah so she re-released love story the other day which i listened to on repeat for quite some time See, so, 
I was never into Taylor Swift because mm-hmm. she was country. Loved it. Nah, see, love story, not my jam. Love it. Okay. Um. So I won't be listening to this fearless album. It's kind of got like it's got a it's still got the country twang to it, but it's her. It's a more mature sound with her mm-hmm. voice. She's changed it a little bit. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm like super excited. Live out my, you know, because how old was I back then? Like I was. I would have been like 22, 23. Yeah. Like I went to the concert. I took like, you know, my cousin, she was nine. My sister was in her early 20s. We all went. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Good memories. Yeah. But, like, I'm super excited. I think, you know, it's interesting to see, like, obviously she's been around for such a long time that she can just yeah. re-record her old stuff, re-release, un- like, release, unreleased stuff. And, like, you know, not that it's no work, but... You know, all she's got to do is just sit down and re-record the work she's already done. Yeah. And everyone will go batshit crazy over it. Yeah. No, I think it's smart. And, I mean, she's going to make way more money. Yeah. Like she, Taylor think, Swift ain't dumb. I mean, think about the amount of money she's made 2020, 2021. She's released two albums. She's just about to release a third. Like, fuck, she is making bank. She's pulling. She's raking it in. Yeah. And because, like... With no tours, no promoting, she's yeah. just doing it herself mm. from her freaking lounge room, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's fantastic. I don't think she's pregnant anymore. Oh, you you backtracked on that one? <laughs> I was real convinced she was, but after she's releasing this now... Although she still is only doing um, videos from her boobs up, mm. it could still be true. You never know. And she is a tall, slim woman, so she could just be carrying in her belly... And nowhere else. Mm. I don't know. I don't think she is. Well, time will tell. That's a lot of work to do while you're pregnant. Again, she's just sitting in a recording studio. You know, but... Singing songs she's already recorded and she knows <laughs> off by heart. Okay, okay. Just I was saying. trying to give her props. But, anyway. know, but yeah. But, um, yeah, see, Taylor Swift didn't come into my stratosphere until Shake It Off. Yeah. That was the first song I liked of hers. That's my least favourite song. Oh, I loved it. No. No, my job. I really liked it. No. Okay. Let's talk about the things we've been watching this week. Yep. All right. I watched, I wrote Green, I don't think I wrote Greenwood, but I think mine's been auto-corrected. So I watched um, Green Book, which was um, an Oscar-nominated movie a few years ago Mm. with Viggo Mortensen. My parents are obsessed with that movie. It is so good. Why the frick I didn't watch it? Because I love a story of, um, you know, when a racist person becomes friends with a black person and then they, like, come through their racism mm. and then they love them for who they are. Like, those kind of stories are my jam. Like, Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, yes. So, well, it pretty much is Driving Miss Daisy. In reverse. So, yeah, so the, it starts with Viggo Mortensen is like a bouncer in a club, but um, in like, I think it, is it in the 40s or the 30s? I think it's in the 40s in New York. The club is um, going under renovations for three months, so he has to get um, another job. And then, like, the club owner's like Italian, so he's like connected to the mob and all these sort of things. And then he says, oh, you know, there's a job going for a doctor. Um, as a driver, go for an interview. And then so he goes, like, for an interview, and strangely this doctor lives above um, Carnegie Music Hall. And he's, like, sort of like, what, what, why would a doctor live above, like, a music hall? And he goes in and it's, like, 
it's like you find out it's like a black man who like he's dressed in like ceremonial tribal robes and like his like apartment is like really lavish. So this guy's like a pianist and he's a doctor of music. Mm. So he's like got a PhD. And I think he's also got a PhD in psychology as well. So he ends up not wanting the job because you see like in an earlier scene that when um, black men come to his house to fix his like taps or whatever, his wife um, offers them a glass of lemonade and after they leave, he throws the glasses in the garbage because they're drunk out of the thing. And then the wife later sees her glasses in the garbage and like she pulls them out and she's like, you know, you can see she's disgusted with her husband. Yeah, like you idiot. You're a, you know. So, see, he's got that sort of attitude towards black people. And then, so he ends up taking the job and then, like, of course they're on the road, long drives together because he's doing, like, a tour across America. Oh, he's actually doing it in the deep south, so mm. that's why he needed a white driver. Yeah, so he can get certain places. So, so And, yeah, so he can have protection. And then the reason that the movie's called Green Book is um, there's an actual book called The Green Book and it's um, a pamphlet on where black people can stay in yeah, the like south. Yeah, motels. And yeah, stuff, motels, yeah. so where they um, there's no trouble. And so it's just, like, a really good film like they become like really good friends and he gets him out of scrapes and trouble and you find out there's like one point sort of halfway through the movie it's revealed that the um the musician is gay and so he gets caught by police officers having sex at a ymca in the shower Mm. and so um his like driver comes to help him and like he sort of like bribes the cops to get him out of the situation and then like the next day the you know, the doctor is, like, really ashamed and he, he thanks him for, like, saving him and um, tries to explain, like, about his gayness. And then, like, surprisingly, Viggo Mortensen's character says, hey, I've been a bouncer in New York clubs. I've seen things. I know, like, um, people have their own, like, way of living. And, like, he just walks down the stairs like he doesn't care. So, like, gay, he doesn't care yeah. about. But at the beginning, black people? Hell no. He had more problems with black than gay. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, okay. So it's just like, you know. It's a good movie. You know, they get into, like, little trouble situations. They're driving across town, like, at the world, like at America in, like, a Cadillac. It's gorgeous. It was a good movie. You should watch it. I think because my parents love it so much, I don't want to watch it. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, it's so good. My mum wouldn't shut up about it for, like, two weeks solid. Oh. And I was like, yeah, cool. Thanks, mum. You know what I mean? Like, because I know they write, like, he helps him write love letters to oh, his, yes, wife. his wife. My dad in my mum's card, like, wrote down whatever he writes in the thing. <laughs> and my mum just lost it, like, laughed so hard for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, because he's writing, because he's, like, he's not very good at writing. So he'll say things like, his earlier things were like, um, we're sitting in a cafe now. I ate a hamburger. It wasn't that great. <laughs> like, that's the shit he's writing to his wife. And he always adds at the end, P.S., kiss the boys for me. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, so the um the musician helps him write like yeah. stunningly beautiful love letters to yeah. his wife, and then it's so cute because like she'll read them to like her her sister in laws and like all the husbands will sit at the table going you know because we're Italian <laughs> you know and they're like all taking like credit for like how great his love letters are yeah and then um it's really sweet. there's like a sweet scene at the end where like she thanks the musician for the love letters yeah she's like hey stupid yeah. <laughs> I know it was you. But yeah, I think you should watch it. It's such a, it's like a really nice afternoon, like rainy day movie. Yeah. Maybe one day. Alright. I also watched There Is No I in Threesome. I didn't watch that. This is a documentary on binge. I 
really enjoyed it. The the so it's like a documentary about a New Zealand couple, but the the guy is really from Germany, but they live in New Zealand, mm. and he's a director, and his like fiance is an actress, and so he's proposed to her. They've got a, a year to the wedding, and they've decided to have an open relationship because he's bisexual, and in his twenties, he didn't really explore um, same sex relationships. Mm. So before they get married and committed and settled and have kids, they want to explore, like, their options. And now, I'm like, this sounds like a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. To, like, sow your wild oats, right, like, and then you're just going to stop the second you get married? married? I'm like, no, no, no. This sounds like a recipe for disaster. And so they also live in different parts of New Zealand, so they're in a long-distance relationship. So she's in Auckland, which is a city, and then he's in, I think, Dunedin or something, so it's obviously, like, a small little town. Where he like edits um, movies and stuff from there, and she does like she's a theatre actress, and so it goes through and it's like there's some really awkward times where like she meets like the director of her play, she starts dating him, but you can tell she's like really falling in love with him, and he's getting quite jealous, and he hasn't met anyone yet, and he hasn't had any hookups because it's really hard to have hookups I've in a small town. Dunedin. I've been to Dunedin. I've never been to New Zealand. Oh really? Yeah. So Dunedin, there are a lot of seals. Oh, cute. It's very cold and windy. And But it's really nice. And then, like, um, you know, uh, he goes hiking a lot. So it's like you see the beautiful landscape in New Zealand. It's quite nice. And it, sa- it actually says in the synopsis that you'll never guess the ending. And I was like, what? She leaves him or, like, he leaves her for another girl? You fucking have to watch this for the ending. Like, it is insanity. It's brilliant. It's so good. Let me just say, it blew my mind. <laughs> Tell me after we finish them. And it made, it made, like, by the end of the documentary, I couldn't stand the girl. Like, I was just like, ugh, she's just so, like, and she sort of played it up for the camera because they were, like, they were filming themselves. And I was just like, ugh, I don't like this girl. But by the end, I liked her. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was good. Okay. Well, we both, both, we both watched the Cecil Hotel, or the mystery at the Cecil Hotel, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. You liked it. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I remembered the story, though, which you didn't. I didn't, because you were like, you'll remember the story, and I'm like, what? Because there was, like, um, a few scenes of... Um... Like, I remember seeing the elevator oh, footage. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, a whole lot of them when the conspiracies started coming out. I remember when they found her body in the water tank. No, Like, no. I remembered heaps of it. Well, see, As I was watching, I was like, this is the water tank chick. I so, know it. Uh, yeah, so it's a documentary series. It's four episodes. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's about a little Canadian, like she's an 18-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl. She's 21. Oh, 21. Oh, that's right. She's in, she's in college. Yeah. She goes to um, LA by herself and ends up staying in like the jankiest, shittest part of town, downtown LA, which is like full of drug dealers, homeless people, and... She goes missing. Yeah. And then it's like the, the documentary She's trying to find her. Yeah, yeah, but it's like from the police perspective, the perspective of the hotel manager. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get her family or any member of her family in, in on the documentary, though. But I suppose they don't really want to. No. Um, and then obviously all the internet sleuths, which you hated the most. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't like the inclusion. So I didn't like the inclusion of the YouTuber detectives. So all these people at the time 
started like it was like but that's like, what makes the story because it did go off into this huge conspiracy of well how did she get there that doesn't make sense and they're trying yeah. to hide something from us and blah 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 because if it wasn't then, for that then no one would have cared i know but if they had just stuck to the police facts, they could have had a one episode on this. Like, this could have been, instead of a four-episode thing, they could have done four episodes and had one episode on a different mystery. I would have preferred that. No, that's not the full story. The f- having, just, having just the police's perspective isn't the, isn't the full story but, about what happened. But if, I uh, like, from her family's point of view, I wouldn't give a shit what the YouTubers thought. Like, mm. they were going off on tangents. Yeah. On, like... No evidence. They yeah. weren't sticking to the Because facts. the evidence the police was releasing didn't make sense at the, the time. The only thing I did like that sort of, like, piqued my interest was, like, that movie that was the same as, like, the red, the little girl in the red jacket. She falls yeah. into the water tank. And I was like, oh, that's a bit interesting, coincidentally. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, no, I didn't enjoy it. I thought the hotel manager was a real squirrely piece of shit corporate bitch. I didn't like her. Mm. I thought I think I tell you who I really liked the English couple that was included. Yeah. I really liked their perspective and like telling. And I cannot believe that no one sued the hotel for drinking dead body water. Yes. Like fuck. Because I remember that. I remember the brown water. Mm-mm. But in America, no offense to any Americans, the water tastes like shit. Oh, I've never taken. Never been there. Like their water. water, like if you're in a hotel and stuff, the water that comes out of the sink when you're brushing your teeth, like it tastes. Is it tinny? Yeah, a bit like tinny, a bit more metally. Like I wouldn't drink it. Like you can brush your teeth with it, but I wouldn't have a drink of it straight out of the tap. Like you yeah. drink bottled water. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's something rank about it anyway. Okay. But the fact then, like, definitely is brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Like, isn't brown or is brown? No, it isn't brown. Oh, it isn't? No. But is it? Ew, yuck. Like, <laughs> but, like, so the water already is blah, yuck, yuck, compared to our water. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. You talk about water. I lived in an apartment once where the water was cloudy, like white cloud, but it's the best tasting tap water I've ever had. Mm. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Like, why there's some it... deliciousness in your pipes. Why was it so cloudy? But, like, I remember when I first did it, I didn't drink it for months. And then, like, one time, I guess I, I was just yeah. like, okay, let's let's have it so delicious. Yeah. Best water I've ever had at that I apartment. I love a good water. Anyway. But, yeah, I'm surprised no one sued the hotel as well about, yes. yeah, like, bathing in it for two weeks and but brushing I think, your teeth and drinking it. I and, didn't like, like, so this was, like, a hotel that was full of, like, People could rent rooms at the time when the Cecil was taken over by this with this manager in mind. Um, you, you, people were renting rooms for two, three dollars a night. Still, like people that lived there like monthly. Yeah, and because uh, there was a deal with like the local yeah. council. And so I didn't like, um, I didn't like that because like when that couple came and they stayed at the hotel, the English couple, they said they said the rooms were filthy. Like, how can that manager defend shit like that? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you should be, like, you're the manager. You should make sure your hotel rooms are clean. Like, he said the floors were sticky. Yeah. Like, there was dust everywhere. Like, come on. You're not doing your job, manager. But it's, like, be, like, a version of, like, an an F1 magazine, an F1 hotel. I know, but I've said that, and the floors were not sticky, and it was clean as a whistle. No dust anywhere. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you, pay, you, you get what you pay for at the end of the day. And if you're going on a holiday and you're paying 
cheap as. Yeah. You get what you're given. Yeah, well, they didn't you know give what I mean? And in America, like, a yeah. three-star is, like, a four-star. Like, their stars, no, like, the other way around. But, like, their stars are much, like, they're higher, but they're worse. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, their three-stars, like, are two-star. Well, and I guess that, you know, if you're paying your people, like, $3 an hour to work, they're not going to do a great yeah, job. Yeah, you probably have that one maintenance manager doing the whole fucking hotel. Oh, I felt so sorry for him. Yeah, finding the body that in the tank. little cutie, like, Mexican man, like... Think I, of the shit he's seen. Oh, I know. I know. And then and then the manager said um, in her first year of working there, she had to call 911 80 times for deaths. Like, ugh, that poor maintenance man. Yeah. He probably saw all those bodies. Yeah. And, like, and she stayed. Like, I can't believe she kept working there. Like, she worked there. Like, Until 2017. Well, when she said 2017, I was like, oh, so she'd finally had enough. No, the hotel went out of business. So she stayed forever. Mm. And I'm just like, and you never made it good, and you like never like, no, I don't like her. Mm. Didn't like her at all. I didn't enjoy it only because I thought it didn't need four episodes, and I didn't like the inclusion of the YouTube sleuths. Couldn't stand it, and especially that gay one who was like crying, like he was so in love with El- Alyssa Lamb, like he was so connected to her spiritually, yeah. and I'm like. These are all internet people, though, that, like, you know, connected through her Tumblr, like... I know, they read all her words Read all the stuff, and they were just... They were into it. Like, they wanted to figure it out. Yeah. Get a life. Yeah, but this is also 2013. Yeah. Times were different. Times were different. But, like, if only it was released, like, with the miscommunication, like, if, if they knew from the beginning that the hatch was still open, mm. then the conspiracies probably would, wouldn't have been there. Oh, and you know what? You know what I mean? Like when they first showed the video of her in the hotel in the elevator, I knew straight away she was having a psychotic break. The way her hands were going, like I didn't think she was talking to anyone. I thought she was talking to the air. Yeah. Like I could have sold that shit straight away. Yeah. Like I didn't. That's but why you couldn't I, prove it. You no, couldn't prove no one else was there. No, and I you just couldn't think, prove that that video wasn't edited. And those stupid police doing—they searched the roof like maybe what the third, fourth day. They didn't check the tanks. You don't check four huge objects on the roof to we, see if a body's yeah. in there. Like, so but the dark. dogs didn't go off near. Like you know, she's walked out there and gripped onto the, you know, Thingies. the ladder. The you know what I mean? They didn't go off either. Yeah, but you, you know, don't but you would have you would have just gone. Oh, we'll peek in and have a look. Yeah. But I think, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, they should have looked. And, like, also, and then now, like, it's changed hotel policy of, like, water tank hatches are now locked. locked. Yeah. La, 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 la. So she's having a break. And then her sister kind of said afterwards how whenever she used to get like that, that she would yeah. try and think someone was after her and go and hide. Yeah. So she's up and off on the roof. She's seen the tanks. Perfect place to hide. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to climb in there. You know what I mean? So that made sense that the hatch was actually open. But if you're trading water for that long, you're going to take your own clothes off because they're yeah. heavy. Yes. She was in a big well, coat. Well, that's what I also thought. When they said she was naked and her f- clothes were at the bottom, I was like, oh, she's taking her clothes off. Like, e- everything that they said, I immediately got what the real thing was. I was like, oh, she's taking her clothes off because she's wearing, like, a hoodie jacket that's going to be too heavy full of water. Yeah. Yeah. You I couldn't think. prove that she wasn't thrown in there naked and yeah. her clothes thrown in after oh. Like, once they found her in the tank, I was like, just give me the fucking autopsy and tell me she drowned. Like, but I, they couldn't even prove that. The autopsy didn't even prove that 100%. There was no water in her lungs. There was no foam in her lungs. Ooh. Maybe I skipped it. <laughs> you I know what I mean? Bored. Like, I was it, it was inconclusive. Oh, okay. They just came to that conclusion. They couldn't prove it any other way. But there wasn't, like, damage in her lungs like she was drowned. Oh, okay. It's like she kind of just, like, passed out. 
and yeah. just like you know sank. Yeah. But she didn't inhale any water. Like her lungs, she didn't drown. Yeah, I would have. Oh man, I'm so good at treading water. I could have been in there for days. I mean, my boobs make me float. I would have just like laid on my back, and I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, but you also it's cold. Oh yeah, they said that it could get to freezing temperatures. Like there just was there was a lot of inconsistencies, but I think the ending that they've come through at the end does make the most sense. Yeah. But I think they needed to have like you know if the internet was taking it, that thing happened now and the internet grabbed onto it and yeah. everyone had their own thing like you need to then be transparent and release the correct information. You know what I mean? If they kind of released it that she was unwell, that the hatch was open, you know, like la la la, that there was no signs of sexual assault, there was no signs of anything else, then you go, oh, well, maybe, yeah. maybe nothing happened. Like instead of keeping it cagey, not releasing the autopsy report for months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being a little bit more upfront about it. But again, it's LA, it's downtown. They've got how many other murders going on? Yeah. I just think the whole thing was just super interesting because I remembered it at the time. I enjoyed all four. <laughs> I loved it. I Not that I loved it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it because then, then I got sucked in. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that doesn't make sense." It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, why is that so such a coincidence?" Okay, I, I sucked in. Okay, so last night after I messaged you and said I was bored of watching TV, I had watched too much that yesterday because I just was having a relaxed day at home. I started. I was, go- I was actually going to go to sleep, and then I was like, "Oh no." I'm going to start this show called The Mist. You will love this. You didn't even watch All the Boys like I told you to? Uh, I did this morning. I watched 25 minutes. I couldn't do it anymore. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's too... It's too... Key. <laughs> like that boy. Oh my God. He's gorgeous and delicious and I love him. Mm. But And she's so sweet and cute. Like... I mean, if she was my friend, I would be hugging her all the time. She's just so cute. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't get through the whole thing. Well, I don't want to hear about The Mist. Oh, The Mist. No, I don't want to hear about it. You didn't watch all the boys. I don't want to hear about your stupid show. But you want to talk about all the boys. I don't want to anymore. Don't be a baby. Now, let me tell you The Mist. You're going to like this. It's supernatural. I think I've seen it. It's, It's based on Stephen King's novella also called The Mist. Mm. It was made into a movie in 2007, and then in 2017 they made a show. It's just one season. Yes. I feel like I've seen it. It's real good. I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed it. So they're in like a sort of like a town in Maine. Um, It's sort of like by a lake, and they're sort of blocked from you from other towns by like these hills. And then there's this mist that comes, and it starts killing people. Mm. And it's real good. I know, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen the movie and I then I've movie. seen I've seen the show. Yeah, so also I think after I finish this, because I've done three episodes, I think maybe there's only seven or eight, I want to do Stephen King's The Stand. So that's another supernatural. It's like, um, I think it's like the apocalypse. And like there's this like 130-year-old woman who's going to save her everyone and that's Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. So that one looks good too. So I think I'm more in the mood for like mystery and intrigue. I don't want like fluffy teen rom com. <laughs> okay, tell tell us about what's all the boys. All the boys. So all the boys loved for the third and final movie came out. Yes. First movie, adored, loved it, watched it multiple, multiple times. Could would put it on, you know, again Sunday afternoon, just watch it. Mm. Like doze on the couch, beautiful. 
like love it, love it, love it. I've watched uh, the first and the second once. No. First one watched at least ten times. Okay. Second one only watched once when it first came out. Didn't love it. Mm-hmm. So when the third one came out only this week, I thought, I'm going to watch the second one again because mm-hmm. I don't remember it as well as I remember the first. Yeah. So I watched the second one and then I just backed it up straight up with the third. Again, didn't love the second one. Not really into the whole, like, oh, I've got a boyfriend, but I don't know if I actually love him or, like, you know, do I love this other guy now? Like, mm, Laura, Laura, do you need to say, together? I did start watching it and I was disappointed because from the tidbits I had gathered from like, the bits of the trailer I saw, I thought this was the college years. Like, I thought no. she was going to be in college. No. So I was quite disappointed that they were still in high school and they were waiting for their college acceptance letters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boring. I knew exactly from that. Well, I didn't know. (laughs) So I was disappointed. So then once the second movie then concludes of them, you know, realizing that, yes, you know, they do love each other, but they, you know, just settled on her decision. Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't? Oh, Peter Kavinsky. Yes. Oh, and his voice and his body. I just want to, like, hug that boy, man. He's just delicious. Yeah. So then the third one is, yeah, them kind of, you know, finishing off senior year getting ready for college applications. And you kind of learn that Peter's got already got a scholarship to Stanford University. For lacrosse. For lacrosse. That weird American game that no one plays anywhere else yeah, in the world. Yeah, but in America. So he's got a scholarship to Stanford. She's applied for Stanford, but applied to other colleges as well. Yes. Berkeley, UCLA, LA, and NYU. And NYU. So she gets rejected from Stanford. Yes. So then it's like their college dream of going to college together and like having a house together. Like, you know, she's like me, like you're planning 15 years ahead. Yeah, yeah. She's full committed. They're fully committed to each other. And in their minds, this is it. They're together forever. Yes. As and typical then, 17, 18 year olds yeah. do. And if going and going to a separate college, even if they're like a couple of hours away, is going to ruin their relationship. Yes. It yes. puts a lot of pressure on young yeah. kids. So then she gets into Berkeley, which is only an hour away. Okay. So they're an hour apart from each other. They can meet halfway in San Francisco, like beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah, that sounds alright. So, you know, then there's that. But then they go to New York City for a senior trip. Oh, yes. For a senior excursion. Yes. She goes uh, they've, to just New York. Hand, they've just handed in their permission slips where I've stopped watching. So they're all going to New York, you know, and you're like, why would you take a bunch of senior kids to New York City and just let them, like, run amok? Yeah. I don't know. But they do. They go. <laughs> and she falls in love with New York City. Of course. Because if you wouldn't, because I love New York. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, I'd, I'd, that'd be me. I'm like, oh, my God, I love it here. Yeah. So now she's like, what if I want to go to NYU? Mm-hmm. It's completely other side of the country. So she's kind of a bit torn. Yeah. Her older sister's kind of like, you do you. Like, don't. Yeah. Well, the older sister convinced her to apply there. Yes. She was like, you know, it's a really good school. You yeah. have a great time there. Yeah. You know, I'm off in Scotland at my university having a yeah. great time. Yeah, and that's not yeah. what she had originally planned. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's all things will happen that's right to happen kind of thing. So she's then torn about where she's going to go, what she's going to do. Do I go to NYU? Do I go to Berkeley? Like what's best path for not only her individually but for their relationship? Yeah. And then you throw prom in there as well. Yes. And, you know, her still being a virgin and amongst it all as well. And, like, you know... Those kind of situations in amongst it. Yeah. Points for the ending. But, you know. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it much more than the second. Still love the first the most. I'd go one, three, two. I think I'll finish watching it maybe when I'm more in a more jovial, silly mood. Yeah. I'm just not in the mood because I, like, this morning what I really wanted to do was continue watching The Mist and then I put on, like, a teen rom-com. Yeah. It wasn't really my jam. Like, I didn't cry. I didn't get, like, full of 
one bit I did get teary is obviously because in America, and we don't do that here, like when you're moving away to college, like you move out of home kind yeah. of thing. You know, the little sister is obviously going to be left at home by herself. And she kind of says to her during the movie, like, you know, when Margot left, you said you were going to miss her like a 6.8. And she's like, how much are you going to miss me? And she's like a 4 and she walks away. Yeah. And then when they're kind of getting closer and closer, she comes in and she gets all sad and she, you know, gets all over and she's like, I'm going to miss you at 12. And they um. had this like cute little cuddle and I'm like, <laughs> that's the bit I cried in. I was like, oh yeah. my God. It's hard when siblings go away. When my brother moved, like we didn't even, I didn't even live with my parents at this time. But when my brother moved to London, I cried so much at the airport. I was like, my brother. Yeah. Like, we would talk every day, like on like, you know, on the, you know, on the internet, like G chat, like we use um, like Gmail chat back then. And so we like would, MSN? Yeah. Well, not MSN. But we would, like, chat every day. And then, like, you know, and when we lived together, like, we're the sort of brother and sister who will come sit in each other's room and have, like, a half hour, you know, 40 yeah. minute chat. Like, you know, we're not super close. Like, he never wants to go out with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we're closer. In home. Yeah. We're closer in other ways. Yeah. But, but yeah. That's so, what got me. I was like, yeah. yeah, that'd be sad. Like, you're 18 and you move out of home and you're. Imagine them being the youngest sibling left and oh, you've yeah. got like two That's older so siblings sad. that have moved out and left you there. I mean, while the dad's starting a new relationship. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's marrying the neighbor. He's marrying the neighbor. Now, can I just say, when the beginning of this movie and they're all in Korea and John Corbett has a girlfriend, I didn't remember him getting a girlfriend in um, the second movie. Yeah. I have no memory of that. That's it. That's why you should rewatch the second one. But you say that's the worst. But you got to rewatch. I needed to rewatch it to get the facts down. Okay. Which was important. Because then you're like, you know, the, it's like the second move is like the complication of their relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got your beginning, your middle, and your end. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the bit where there's all the turmoil of the, her realizing that the whole hot tub incident, he was there waiting for Jen, not for her in the first place. That's why Jen was there filming it. You know what I mean? Because Lara Jean interrupted it. Oh. And you're like, what? That blew my mind. That fight bit blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'd be cut too. Mm. Yeah. But I thought it was real saucy. Like, I remember when I watched the first episode, the first movie, that, like, she got in the hot tub with him. Like, even though she was wearing, like, a, a, nighty. a yeah. nighty or whatever. I was like, that's real sexy. Yeah. She's like, so cute, Lara Jean. I know. She's super cute. You know what I also don't like about this movie? None of the sisters. I mean, are they even the same Asian-ness? Like, do they, are they even coming from Korea? Like, Well, they're meant they... to be a half mix anyway, so they can look different. Oh, yes, but the first one looks half Mexican, half Asian. Like, she looks Latina to me. So the first, the Margot, the older sister, mm. she looks nothing. The middle one, she's full Korean or Vietnamese. Like, she's full Asian. There's no she way she's half. She looks a lot like the mum. There's no way she's half. Now, the little one, she looks like she's a half. I just wish they would have been a bit more... Haven't you seen those TikToks where they're like, they show, like, you know, like show us your, show us you as a couple and then show us your kid kind of ones? Yeah. yeah. Where they have like these mixed race ones. and these Asian children look yeah, like. Yeah, but you've got ones that come family. out like full Asian, ones that come out like full white and ones that are like half half. Yes. The other, Margaret, I mean like the two youngest ones, like... They look more alike than that eldest one. She's like a totally from a different family. No. She looks nothing like them. Too. I just see her as what's her name from Pretty Little Lies. I can't see her as anything else. Oh, I've never seen her before ever. Oh, she's um, what's her name? In Pretty Little Lies, she's like the crazy one. 
Well, anyway. Anyway. So, do you recommend people watch it? Yes. Okay. I will try and finish it this week. And then you also watched this week the season two of Bonded. Yeah, I watched, I watched all, I rewatched all of season one and yep. watched all of season two mm. in one night. Ah. Because it's that quick. It's very quick. Which I, I like. Yeah, I like that it's fast. But, but you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Sometimes I didn't enjoy it. I think I I have a different opinion on it than you do. Mm. What's your opinion? Well, like, I can't remember their names. Uh, their real names? Peter and uh, Tiffany. Tiffany. See, like, Peter, in the second season, he's not taking this seriously. Yeah. You no. know what I mean? Like, he's fucking it up for her by thinking it's all a big-ass joke and she's taking it seriously as, like, this could actually be a profession for me. Yes. And he's like, oh, how I'm going to make a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. And he's fucking it up. Well, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then it's all about he needs to hang on to it for his comedic career. Yes. But he's ruining it for her at the same time. Yeah, he's getting a following at his club where he performs. Yeah, and he's getting more and more popular. And like, yeah. I'm like, good for you, buddy. But, like, maybe just use her for stories. Don't actually, like, go and experience it yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stay out of it if you're not into it. Yes, but they're very codependent at this point. So, like, yeah. I think they can't see what's the best solution at that time. No. But I feel like you're very much Team Peter. I'm very really Team Peter, yes. And then I'm, like, half-half, but I think, like, he fucked it up as well. Mm. Probably more than she did. Yes, but I also think he's put up with a lot more in their friendship. Oh, I know. But she's also oh, then got those walls up. She's the only way she can control how she reacts is to back control everything else around and then her. When, and then when that that thing is revealed, like at the end, like sort of near to the end, where like there's a big secret she kept from him, mm. I'm like, fuck, that's cold. Yeah. That's real cold. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, I still don't like, I don't hate Tiffany. But, like, I am Team Peter. Yeah. I do see where she's coming from, but I just... But then, then if she's done what she's done... Yeah. He reacted the way he reacted. Yeah. Her reaction to that reaction is very valid as well. Because you got to think they were... She was 18. Yes, but... If you then rocked up and saw him making jokes about what you've... You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's making jokes about something that he overheard as well like yeah. they hadn't even had a proper conversation about it yeah but i think that was also his way because that happened like so he he's this horrible secret that she kept from him that yeah. had a lot to do with him and then he has to go straight to a comedy show and he has to like bring it because there's an agent in the room yeah, but maybe don't change your whole set i don't know i think that was just his way of coping with it with, not like, right then in front I of everyone think, I think if he hadn't have done it as a joke, I think he would have broke down crying and he wouldn't have been able to do his comedy yeah. that day. I just thought that for Peter made me go, oh, that's a low blow. No, I still like it. No. That, pi- that, that pissed me off. I thought that was his way of dealing. I think at that point he was like, fuck this bitch. Have I not put up with enough? And now there's this on top of it too. Mm. But you have a conversation about it. You don't go make fun of it and make mm. fun of her entire lifestyle, make fun of her entire workplace in front of a room full of people when it's not your jam, it's not yeah. what you're into, and yeah. make a joke and get laughs and then get an agent out of it yeah. based on something that you've just learnt about that you haven't even dealt with. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was just poor form. I don't know. I don't know. I just think, you know, and when you got to that point, she selfishly had not come and seen any one of his shows. Yeah, I didn't like that. She, like, hadn't, like, 
showed him any support at all. Yeah. And I just think he'd had enough. Yeah. No, I didn't like that she hadn't been before. I was like, no, that's not good. And, you know, and the one time she does turn up, uh, it slaps her in the face. So mm. I didn't really feel that sorry for her. No, I think they're both bad people. I think they're just silly. Mm. I think they're immature. They're all alone. Yeah. And, like... They're trying to grow up and they don't have any guidance. So no. they're making all the mistakes together. Yeah. But I thought his boyfriend was horrendous. Yeah. He was so awful at the end. I was just yeah. like, fuck that guy. Horrible. I know. And the sweet friendship he has with his roommate, like that weird guy, that, and then like the, his little sub-slave. See, now I also forgot that the sub was given to him as punishment for the sub saying that he loved Tiffany. Yeah. But, like, they had those three men had such a cute romance. Yeah, no, they were cute together. Their relationship was cute. Yeah. I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah. Don't, like, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm interested to see how it evolves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. And I also think it's, like, visually it's a really nice show to watch. Like, the I like the colors. colors and the lighting is very, yeah. very good. The costumes are good. And, yeah. But even, like, you know, like, he wears a lot of, like, that pinky peachy colour. Oh. Like, he, their wardrobe as his characters and, like, his him. room is, like, all the same colour. They make his wardrobe match his bedroom decor. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And then I love that his, like, little weirdo New York roommate, he wears, like, these really loud, like, 80s print tops. Like, yeah. He's like he's like an Italian guy from the eighties. The 80s. costumes are insane. They're really really good. Yeah, and that his like stripper girlfriend only wears cheetah print, and then they have the cheetah print stripe, stripe in around their the room. room. <laughs> and I just love that you got to walk through their bedroom to get to his bedroom. Like I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, and in the first season they were always fucking, so yeah. he was always having to walk through them having like yeah. very kinky, disgusting sex together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think they're both very, very, they're all very, very complicated characters. I do love the way they all interact with each other. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you go to and fro of who you agree with and who you don't agree with. And I think, yeah, you come to your own conclusions on it. Yeah. Because you kind of put yourself in both of their, their shoes and you go, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or I would have reacted that way. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, and I liked I like the scene where Peter meets his boyfriend's ex boyfriend, and it's like his twin. They're like the same. <laughs> and then he, I'm not into because then they end up having like a sort of threesome, and he's like, I'm not really into this twin thing. <laughs> yeah, and the other guy just like goes off. Oh, he goes crazy. Yeah, just like, it's quite just funny. Insane, and looks exactly like him. Like like he's got a type. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just that the other guy's hair wasn't as ginger. It was more brown and ginger. But yeah, yeah no, that was good. Okay, well, I'm going to continue watching The Mist. I might move over to The Stand when that's done. And we'll see what else Netflix, Netflix gives us this week. And binge and stand what they bring to us. Mm. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I felt really long.